Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Um, we have another elimination. In fact, it's the last elimination before finals week. Is it controversial? Keep listening, and you'll and you'll find out. Hey guys, what did you think <laughs> of the episode? I'm happy that we're up to finals week, and we'll get to see those amazing builds. I'm also sad because it's coming to an end. But, and I'm also sad because we do see a team leave. Um, but it, I think it's it's a good thing to have the elimination back because it makes people work under real pressure. And we see the we see the best best builds under that sort of pressure, I think. Yeah, I really liked this build. I thought it was interesting, like the whole beginning, middle, end thing. We saw some really cool builds. It was still only 12 hours, which I actually don't think was long enough. I feel like I said that every week, but I noticed this episode in particular, Brickman had to help the teams a lot, like with their ideation and with refining little details and like the direction that their build was going. And so I just feel like it wasn't enough time. One thing you said a few episodes ago, Michael, was that time limits are especially difficult when you have trouble finding an idea. And if you have an idea from the get-go, then you feel like it's easier to deal with the time limit do you think this build was way harder in that regard because the idea had to be kind of three ideas in one yeah absolutely so if you break it into three builds my mind as soon as i saw it went directly to okay so you got four hours per build Mm. sure yeah and that's the way my mind was working so again if you take an hour out of that well that's 20 minutes out of each of those build times and in a four hour build 20 20 minutes is, is a lot of time so let's jump straight into the builds Let's start with Alex and Caleb, who did the two best friends. This one had me really emotional. It was like the the kids growing up together and then they became pilots and then one of them died. Oh, it was so sad, but I thought it was really beautiful. Yeah, I think so too. I think I'm surprised more teams didn't go this route. I, th- yeah. I feel like maybe three of the five did, where it was almost over the course of a lifespan, but I thought, I completely, I completely agree with you, Zoe. I think the story was a really, really nice one. Good nod to Top Gun, uh, <laughs> even if that's what they weren't going for. And I'm winking for those at home <laughs> listening. No, it was. Uh, I think it struck all the right emotional chords and sort of fit the brief perfectly. I thought it was funny that Brickman and Hamish went straight to Top Gun because my brain went to Pearl Harbor, which was like. <laughs> Oh my God. years later, but wow. also the same thing. No, I'm talking about the movie Pearl Harbor. Oh, there's no Cuba Gooding in it, unfortunately. So, <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Also, quick shout-outs on the second and third build. I really like the backgrounds on each of them. The second had like a fake 2D, 3D hanger, and then the third build obviously had the sunset. I thought they were both good uses of a flat 2D background, adding a bit of depth to it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and I noticed if it'll be a theme through, but the teams that I felt did really well, they obviously put time into blending their background. Yeah. 
I don't think previously we've seen the impact, or maybe once in one build, and that was Kirsty and Dan's Lighthouse build, the impact that a really cool, colourful background can have in terms of telling a story. Let's go to Lexi and Rach, who did the nine to five grind. And again, they had a little bit of trouble just in terms of like deciding exactly what the story would be. Brickman kind of felt like the first two frames were too similar. I think I kind of have to agree like what he said at the end with the fact that in that second build, the calendar kind of gave away the fact that he's been there for a long time and he's waiting to go on this holiday. I think he was right in that sense. It kind of would have been fun maybe if we had a different scene at the start or if it seemed something a bit more spur of the moment. Like I kind of thought it would be fun if that first scene was like something happening at work. The second scene's him being like, well, that's it, spur of the moment, I'm going to go on this holiday. And then he goes. Oh, yeah. But I still I still liked it and I think it was very relatable. It was way too relatable, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, and again, I think they were clever in terms of how they, how they approached it with the – you know, the, the holiday poster on the wall mm. and all those little things in the scene. But I do agree the first two scenes were probably too close together in terms of, you know, it was because it's at the end of the day I felt like they were really trying to convey an emotion, like a really specific emotion with their character, um, whereas if they had potentially just done done the table flipping and the holiday scene and then maybe maybe one more back at work like daydreaming about the holiday again mm. or I, I don't know it's a it's a good idea and i agree with brickman that there was potentially one scene either side that potentially could have been added it's a bit of an interesting theme for a lego build like a very adult theme which is kind of yeah. funny to see in lego and it reminds me of the christmas build we had do you guys remember when michael you definitely remember when scotty built like bushfire attacking house as his build <laughs> and i'm like i don't know if that's a good Lego set, my friend. <laughs> Is it particularly kosher? Maybe not. <laughs> but are there going to be adults that certainly relate to it? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> um, and that's true. I guess it's just a question of target audience. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think maybe they could have gone potentially more cartoony with it all and blown it all up and, you know, mm. had had made up speech bubbles and, I don't know, to, to, to make it a little bit more fun. But it was very serious and I thought it was I, I I liked it. Also, no part of the criteria was appealing to a child. <laughs> I'm just applying that filter because I am a child, so definitely not being critical. Let's go to Nick and Jean who did A Boy and His Snowman. I also thought similar to Alex and Caleb, like this was very beautiful. Um, I liked that they ended up changing what they were doing in the end so that <laughs> the snowman didn't completely melt. I liked that it was just like that start of spring and he was just starting to and you sort of had that beautiful look between them. I agree. Again, I agree. Zoe's on the money yet again, which is good to see. <laughs> I'm just She's, always right. <laughs> that's, that's right. I think this was probably one of the simplest ideas in the room, I'm going to say. Yeah. And it, it's a bit of a risk. It's one of those funny ones where it's a risk doing something simple and the question you've got to ask yourself, is it too simple mm. in terms of what we're doing? Because sometimes it's like, well, if I don't get everything right in the scene, then it's not going to go down very well. But I think they ended up nailing it and they did the simple idea done well and the sunset at the end. Again, I'll say it, say it one more time until so the people at the back can hear me. Um, the sunset really set the, set the scene for that final vignette 
Yeah. It's also actually interesting that this was from Nick and Jean because we've seen their builds historically be really detailed. So it's actually really nice to see them do probably the simplest story in the room and really nail it. I always love when Lego can play into cliches that we all know as like a shorthand for getting a point across. And I love that Sunset was used in two different builds to do that. It's such a good way of like going Sunset, you know, end of story, bittersweet, or maybe just bitter. I thought that was really good. (laughs) Let's go to Henry and Joss who did The Life of a Dinosaur. Initially I was a little bit concerned for them because they were just doing the dinosaur hatching. It's sort of terrorising in its adult life and then it its skeleton. Um, and Brickman had just said to Kirsty and Daniel that their initial idea was just telling the passage of time. And I was like, mm, Henry and Justice is kind of the same. So I think he may have also given them that feedback because they ended up changing it so that that skeleton was in a museum, which I think added a lot to the story. Yeah, I agree. And I think this build in particular was... Again, a simple idea, but what they really added in was that technical element to it. Yeah. Because that dinosaur was, I would, I would be happy to go down to any shop that sells Lego and buy that as a set. To be honest, um, like that was so cool, the the, the way he did the dinosaurs. Um, and again, the backgrounds were beautiful, good use of color, um, simple story, but. I can't. I can't take my eyes off how bad, how bad I want that dinosaur on my <laughs> on my shelf behind me. I love that every team had a time period of a couple of years or a couple of decades, and Henry and Josh's build was like a hundred thousand years or whatever <laughs> it is that I don't know dinosaurs well enough, but I like that. Pretty fun. One hundred million years. Yeah, that's yeah. way closer. <laughs> 155 to 145 million years ago were Allosauruses. Off the top of your head, which is fantastic. (laughs) I I think Henry and Joss just continue to impress and if I'm being – it's hard to see anyone taking the crown off them without without them sort of beating themselves. Yeah, yeah. Lastly, we had Kirsty and Daniel who were our next eliminated team, unfortunately. They did the Knight's Quest, which I don't know if you guys realise, but is basically the plot of Shrek. So I was into it. These guys really struggled and so I really felt for them. It was just, again, it was one of those issues where if you don't have the idea, then does you just can't make it up that quickly once you've lost that time. I feel like the idea that they landed on, like having this picnic with the dragon was quite cute. At first, when I saw that last scene, I thought the fact that the dragon had fire coming out of its mouth was really wrong until we got a closer look and I realized that they were like toasting marshmallows and I was like, well, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, it was a really, it's a really tough one, isn't it, when you don't have an idea and you're sort of rushing. This build really amplifies a lack of time that people are suffering from because you're so hell-bent to get every single scene done that every scene ends up suffering rather than just one yeah. scene suffering. Um because I think, and I think that's the sort of trap that they fell into, where they just had to had to unfortunately move on and not not add those extra details that perhaps would have got them into finals week. One thing that they seemed to do to help them out with that time pressure was it seemed like they designed their knight model and their dragon model to be adjustable, so they could build one, duplicate it, and then just move it to the relevant pose for each scene to save time. I feel like that's what they did. It's, it looked like 
that's what they did. And it worked really, really well for the night. I feel like the downside was that the dragon looked maybe a little bit too humanoid for a dragon. But I guess that was just like a, a good little smart problem solved to get some time back. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, obviously a team's got to go uh, and it had to be Dan and Kirsty. but I think they had so many amazing builds along the way. I think my personal favourite was definitely the Lighthouse. Mm. Again, one, yeah. one, one more time because it's the third time this episode I'll say it. <laughs> I love a good background and <laughs> I think that was certainly my favourite build of theirs. Also, shout-outs to the ridiculous mechanism that Dan built for the theme park that was destructive and violent and you could only run it once because it would break everything, but it was fun. Definitely a very talented team and we are sad to see them go. What do you think you guys would have built for this challenge? Because it's one of those ones where you can pretty much build whatever you want. Mm. The first one would be the industrial age. Oh, the second one would be a scientist trying to warn politicians about climate change. And the third one would just be like a barren hellscape. And how do you think that would have been translated into bricks? <laughs> Fantastically. And I think it fits very well into my earlier point about uh, the set that a child would want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I was expecting Parente for you to go a love story from childhood through to adulthood and then through the different seasons, much like Scotty and Owen have previously done as well. I thought ah, that this would have been really point. cool because you could have had three very different colour schemes with yes. the same story through it. Yeah, that would be lovely. I think, And I think the other one, I was actually going to go a step further than what you were saying, Parente. I was thinking the very same thing when he said it. But start off with essentially a scientist saying, the world's going to end with a big whiteboard with a big world on it with a big circle around it. Like an asteroid or something? Yeah. The next one is people taking off with, in a rocket with the earth burning beneath them and then the third one settling on a different planet. Yeah, a billion times better version of an end-of-the-world scenario than mine. <laughs> Much more optimistic. I spent that whole chat just then trying to think of an idea and I didn't have anything. So I just wouldn't go on the show. <laughs> <laughs> So next episode looks like we are building in the clouds. It's our semi-final, and they have to do a 360 build of something that would live in a cloud. And they look like they're suspended in the air. I don't know if that the I don't know if they have to build them while they're suspended or they get to take it down and then it just gets put back up for a special effect. Not sure. This challenge looks sick. I think there's a lot you could do with it. I'm very excited to see what the teams come up with. Yeah, it feels like almost completely open-ended. Like the challenge of something that fits on a cloud is such a small restriction that I feel like we're going to see heaps of really different stuff, which is super exciting. So this would be our final elimination before the grand final on Monday. It's come around so fast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Oh, I've said that a couple times now. It feels weird to say. It's like one of those words where you repeat the word too often and it ceases to be a real sounding word. That's that entire sentence in my brain. Maybe Michael should start doing it. How dare you? I, it's the one <laughs> thing I have to offer this is, podcast. I was going to say, do, do not give me something I have rehearsed. It'll be so painful <laughs> for everybody to be a part of. Oh, dear. I can't offer any insights. All I can offer is pre-written sentences, Zoe. <laughs> Speaking of pre-written sentences, make sure you're following us on Instagram <laughs> at legomasters underscore deconstructed and on Twitter at LMD the pod. 
only a couple episodes left of the season, which means only a couple episodes left of our podcast season. But that's okay because as much as we love doing the podcast, I'm exhausted. So <laughs> stick around for the last couple, definitely. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> we'll see you, next time. you really sold it for people, didn't you? <laughs> Thanks very much, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.